That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, is Nestlemania. Alongside the ride of the ride is not JC. He is lazy and cannot make it. Therefore, I had to find a suitable repo- uh, opponent, essentially somebody that hates me just as much as JC, TJ of the JK. TJ, thank you for joining us, pal. Well, it was my pleasure. You know, I knew you were looking for someone with just two initials for a name, so I figured it would be an easy jump in to fill in for JC this week. It's hard. Sometimes you guys agree on so much that I think we've named you the, uh, was it uh, TJC? It's like you guys are the one brain. It's ridiculous. Anyway, we have a big week of wrestling here, TJ. You are Mr. NXT now back on the Jobber Knocker, so I assume we should start with NXT Deadline. What do you think? Absolutely. I think that's a great place to start. We can start right with the women's Iron Survivor match, which kicked off the show. So I'm curious, TJ. Uh, I guess it's more of an overall question. Being an NXT guy, what did you think overall of the concept of the Iron Survivor? I enjoyed it, I but I also was a big fan of the championship scramble that they did a few years back. Then it was a very convoluted and crazy, you know, themed match. So um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was very fun. It kind of reminded me of the King of the Mountain match. So I think Jeff Jarrett had his hands in this match at some point when he was working for the company. You bring up you bring up King of the Mountain, and all I think about is Conway because Conway loves that goddamn match so. I love that much. match too. Why? It's, it's explain to, explain to me. It's the most ridiculous thing ever. Explain to me why you like that match. I mean, I just thought it was a weird match. The the penalty box was an interesting thing, and putting the title up was just like it boggled my mind the first time I watched it. But then, like after watching match after match, I was like, this is actually a kind of a fun match. So this didn't have, you know, hanging a championship per se, but you did have two people starting. Now, I will say for me, I actually enjoyed the concept. I thought the women did a great job right out of the gate. I thought that, that was a lot of fun. Um, obviously, the right person, I believe, Roxy, won the entire thing. Um, were you thinking that the men had a difficult, you know, a- a challenge afterwards because the women did so well, or did you expect the men to do as well? Anytime that you have a repeat match like this, you're going to run into the, you know, which one was better, which one, you know, or have the, the, you know, you're following the shadow. And I think the men, the men overlapped it, but we'll be able to get touch on that after. So were you surprised that Roxy won? Did you want Roxy to win? Like what, what went through your brain while you were watching this? Um, I picked Roxy to win. I mean, she was the only baby face in the match really. So, I mean, it made sense, but also I think. I think she's the one that's going to be dethroning Mandy Rose and they're not, they haven't announced when the uh, title match will be yet. So we'll see when that is, but I'm assuming it'll be at St. Valentine's day massacre, which is the next premium line event in February. Right. So we got a yeah. long ways. Do you think that it's for me? It's that's a long ways. We're in the middle of December. That I think is that the end of this, uh, end of January, February, February. No, yeah, I think it's February 4th, but oh, okay. I All mean, right. the way NXT goes, you know, storylines go every other week. So. That's fair. That's we'll see fair. how it goes. I mean, they used to drag out, you know, NXT stories for like three, four months at a time for in the old NXT. I will say I was a little thrown off a little bit when Booker T definitely was very much the homer for, you know, and having an emotional feeling for Roxy. And I get that, but it felt like Booker T on commentary for about the entire night just bothered me, just bothered me so much. Oh, uh, come on. I love Buck. Sh- little Shucky Ducky no, Quack no. Quack. Shucky Ducky Quack Quack's fine. And I, I love, I love, I mean, I love Booker T, the wrestler. And in the mind, I just on commentary, it's just like pick a lane. Is he a baby face or is he a heel? He was heel at some points. It's just it's bizarre to me. Like he has a hair across his ass for the new day, apparently. Like he didn't want them there. And just like random stuff he says, I'm just like, does every match he change? But that's beside the point. I guess I can see that. I mean, but I appreciated the fact that he was a homer for Roxanne. He got a little emotional and he was in, in tears at that one point. He couldn't even talk. So all right. Well, let's move on to the next match. Which was oh, it was Isla Dawn versus Alba Fire, which was a great match. I saw a lot of people saying it was the match of the night, which I didn't agree with, but 
it was definitely a great match. Um, Isla Dawn came out victorious, as many of us predicted. I will say this um, much. I thought her entrance is fucking amazing. Like, that's a star entrance. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I like Alba Fire. The, the entrance is pretty cool. But then when Isla Dawn came on, I went, now that would be cool in the main entrance. Like, just the main Raw or SmackDown, that would look just awesome. Just amazing. Yeah. And she's kind of odd anyway. I, I, I'm curious your thoughts because for me, it was a little almost too Papa Shango-ish at the end there with the referee. And nobody helped the referee. It was just like no. he's convulsing and he's he's having some voodoo, you know, like problem. And then he's just like melting out of his mouth. And I, I thought that was a nice little touch because Alba Fire was finally getting her shit back, coming back, coming back, coming back. And then nothing. And it was just like, oh, Al, you know, and she and she won a pre, you know, very impressive victory, of course, but... It, do, you, do you like the voodoo? Do you, I, do you think it's corny? Like, what? where's your baseline? Every now and then it's okay to have a little corniness in wrestling. I mean, we had The Undertaker for 30-plus years in wrestling. We have, you know, Bray Wyatt with his cockroaches at WrestleMania that one year. Ugh. You know, yeah, I know. It wasn't that great. <laughs> but this one, it didn't bother me. I think it was – at first I was confused. I'm like, he, she grabbed his ankle. Why is he, like, bleeding out of the mouth? But right. And then I saw it was, like, black and – you know, Vic Joseph was yelling about it. And I saw you on Twitter because I watched it on delay. And I was like, wait, why is he talking about the, no one helping the referee? And then I finally saw what happened. I'm like, ooh. It was a long time. It felt like it was a long time for like if. And I think that was my issue with it was like it was fine. I liked it. It was a nice way to break up not having the three count. I thought that was wonderful. But then it was like they it took forever for a referee to come back out. No medical staff came near him. And I forget who said it. It was like, I think it was Ray or somebody be like, I ain't touching that. What if it's contagious? Like, obviously he's Ray, so he's going to believe everything. But it's just. Well, I mean, she just touched his ankle and all right. of a sudden he starts, you know, convulsing and you know bleeding out of the mouth. So, I mean, who knows what she gave him. But it's okay. I, I appreciate a little supernatural in wrestling every now and then. As long as it wasn't an STD, we're all fine, right? So it's okay. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be back on Tuesday night. Of course, because it's wrestling. Moving on to what I thought was the match of the night. But that's just me. Pretty Deadly versus The New Day. Um, I also had that as the match of the okay, night. Okay, great. So I think we're on, for once we're on the same page. Wow. I Look, look. I was not pleased with the, with the ending. I thought that New Day should have put him over, but... Somebody talked me into, well, this is just them trying to get Pretty Deadly over again. So yeah. I'm okay with that logic, especially with them getting the Grand Slam championship now. Uh, I think there's only three tag teams or something like that or four that have been Grand Slam tag teams yep. in WWE. So and again, Kofi's a 17-time, I think it was, tag something team Something amazing overall. Uh, obviously a tag team specialist, but obviously a WWE right. champion as well. Um, I, I could not say enough good things about this match. Obviously our boy Guthrie is going to give me shit because – I said stuff like, oh, you know, the, the Santa Claus outfits, I, I popped for them because I thought Pretty Deadly, Deadly did a great job with that. I love the side plate, the side plate check. Like, yeah. I, there's everything. They they just scream entertainment, and then the New Day screams entertainment. And then when I saw the Eddie Guerrero four spots with the, with the belt, that was just the chef kiss. They had the crowd, you know, in the palm of their hand. And again, this is, as much as I joke about the Gaga to me, this was the just the right amount of Gaga, the right amount of the athleticism, just everything working so well. And if this is the first contest we get with these four, I can't wait to see what the rest transpires to be because I think they're just going to keep upping and upping and upping. I mean, I don't know if there's going to be a ladder match involved, but I feel like a ladder match with the tag team titles in NXT would be a really fun matchup for all four of these people. Absolutely. It was the perfect amount of Gaga. And I mean, like, even, you know, normally if you're having a twerk off in the middle of a match, <laughs> I, I will roll my that. eyes. But I thought that was hilarious for both those teams. Um, and then, like you said, the Eddie Guerrero spot was classic. Like, I saw that on Twitter beforehand, and I was like, this is amazing. And the referee was not having it. And he's just like, no, we're going to restart this match as all four of them are complaining. It was perfect. And I, I'm just curious to see how long. Do you think it's going to be a short run for the New Day? You don't see them being in there uh, in NXT for a very long time. No, not at all. I think there's, um, you know, there's a pretty busy tag team division in SmackDown. So I mean, I think that they can hang out around for a little bit and you know feud with Pretty Deadly because I don't think it's over. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I just I'm curious to see how long people stay because it's like you know, is it Ziggler? Is it only a couple of months to get somebody else over? Is it, you know, for a while? Because maybe they've run their course on SmackDown before maybe the, after the draft, on, you know, with WrestleMania and stuff like that. Perhaps that could happen. Um, but again, I, I almost wanted to text you guys and say, blow up match of the year because I thought this should be at least in the contenders, you know, category. 
but we've uh, already finished the nominees. Don't I, be adding. To, I, like, I, I don't want to stress watching, you out. I literally was watching this mat, this show, being like, please don't, you know, crash my, you know, because we just na- narrowed everything down to four. I'm like, please don't crash it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on to the next one, which is the men's Iron Survivor match. I so here's here's my one critique. I think. Uh, and it's a positive critique, I think, or, or you know, in, in the way of just trying to make it better. Um, I like the concept, but I feel like five minutes in between people feels like an eternity to me. But once the people are added into the match, it's great. Oh, see, I thought it was perfect. I think that they, you know, did enough to keep it going and kind of it wasn't like, you know, stall matches. It wasn't like a triple threat match where you're stalling in between, you know, having like mini feuds. They had, you know, a lot of action going on throughout the match. So I disagree with you on that one 100 well that's not surprising that you disagree with me on stuff the other thing i would say is very quickly do you think that too many pinfalls in the 25 minutes versus like and i know we're accustomed to the original iron man match which was hbk versus brett nobody got pinned for a whole hour and then there was sudden death um do you think it cheapens the victory when there's like 15 falls in here or does that not bother you at all as, as a as a viewer uh, it, it kind of bothered me a little bit. I mean, I was impressed and I thought it was a good way to get two falls for Waller to do the double pinfall at the beginning. Um, I thought that, that was a strong way to get him two right away. And I thought that was going to be the victory from the get go. And then all of a sudden I saw, you know, everyone else racking up two pinfalls. I'm like, this is a lot of pins. Like this doesn't make a lot of sense. I was also waiting for a disqualification because when they were reading off the rules, they kept saying, you know, pinfall submission or disqualification. I was like, someone's going to get a DQ somewhere in here, but that never happened. Yeah, they didn't do a DQ. They didn't do anything. And I thought that it would be like a nice way out, right? Because it seemed like Axiom and poor, uh, what's his name? <laughs> JD McDonough. McDonough. Like that poor bastard. Like he just, he got no, nothing. Like he got nothing throughout. He, he got, got zero. Yeah. So, I, but it's, it's interesting to me that they like, they made it more about them feuding, which I get. And then of course, you know, Waller was a surprise to me because I didn't get to watch it right away. When when Waller won, so when I saw it, I went, "Holy shit!" Because my thought, at like I assume most people, money was on Melo, right? So you think Melo's the next man up? He's the guy, um, and that surprised the hell out of me. I, I thought anybody in the field would have been great, um, but it was nice to see Waller because I don't think we've really seen Waller and, and Breaker interact too much on NXT. So, do you think TJ that Waller's the guy to beat Braun? I think it would make a lot of sense. I think he's got the mouth. It's it's just like when the Miz won his first title. Like it would make a lot of sense for him to do it. I don't think he's going to. I think Ron Breaker's gonna hold it for a little longer, See, especially because he had his his uh, reign dethroned a little bit by Ziggler. So, so my question to you is, do you think it's one of those situations where Braun will just give up the championship, or somebody will actually beat him again? Because I have a feeling that it it feels like he will just be when he's gonna go up. He's just going to go up and drop it like Asuka did. Yeah, and I think he's going to hand it off. I think that eventually he's just, like you like you said with Asuka, I think he's going to be the one who decides when he's up and done. I would rather him lose to Waller because Waller is the top heel right now. I mean, he's one of the top heels in the company the way he is, so it makes a lot of sense for him to be the one to dethrone him. I, I I don't know. I'm I am curious. The thing that I the thing that I will critique about going into the main event here with with Braun Breaker and. Um, and Apollo Crews, they did a great job. I wasn't necessarily a fan of the fishing promos. The diners were okay. The fishing promo I thought was a little rough, personally. Um, and they kept building towards the idea that Braun was dealing with the pressure of champion, the pressure of champion and all this stuff, and the vision of, of Apollo Crews. But the one thing I realized, because this match went for at least 15, 20 minutes, it felt like it was longer than that. The longer it went for Braun Breaker, and again, another critique that I think is fair, is you start to realize this guy still has a lot to learn. He has a lot to do. Like, you see the way he hits the move, and it's not necessarily crisp. It's not necessarily on pinpoint accuracy. He's very athletic, and he's very good. He's kind of like a bull in a china shop, though, when you watch him wrestle. Yeah, absolutely. He does have a lot to learn. But, I mean, you look at his uncle. His uncle was very similar. He's very choppy. He's very... Not crisp. He was not very crisp. He was there was nothing smooth about Scott Steiner. So, but he I mean, has a big not, pop of pump with the chain meal and the fucking I mean, you don't rods really want to be and the compared tiger. To Scott Steiner, either. Like that's not the wrestler I want to be compared to if I'm in NXT. I mean, I think he's head and shoulders above Scott Steiner. I really do. Oh, yeah. Athleticism wise, I think his head's on straight. I think he's 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 got his dad's head and his da- his uncle's physique, and he's great. He's great. I think he's a good poster child for the next generation. 
I'm just curious to see if somebody like a Cena or an Edge or somebody with that that elk can help him in just the psychology department. Um, because when I'm watching it, I, I, it felt like the ending was so flat for me. It was just like out of nowhere. Oh shit, we're out of time. Spear, we're done. And yeah. I thought the rest of the match was fine, but it just felt like it felt like there was such a great buildup. I was hoping for a equal or, or better ending to that. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah, I I mean I think the match itself kind of fell flat. Like it was cool. I enjoy when people steal each other's finishers and moves. So I mean that was cool. Um, but I mean the match, the two matches before it were so much better that it just felt flat to me, in my opinion. And that that's absolutely fair. So overall. One to ten, ten being the highest. What do you grade NXT Deadline, TJ? I gave it an eight. What? It was, it was a solid eight for me. I think wow. it was. A, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't like watching Monday Night Raw where it kind of dragged for three hours. Like it was a very quick two and a half hour show, and I really thought it was a great show. I was gonna give it a six. A six? Yeah, a six. Come on. No, because here's my thing. The Iron, the Iron Survivor. You're it, just poo-pooing on Iron Survivor. No, 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 no. I actually, I, I, I like that Waller one. I like that Roxy one. I, again, I didn't mind the actual stuff that happened in the Iron Survivor. It was fine. I felt the tag team match was great. The Alba Fire match was what it was. It was, it was there. And then the main event to me feels like the problem I have with NXT as a whole is I feel like there aren't many people that I believe that can beat Braun Breaker. And Apollo was almost there. But when I thought about it, watching Apollo Crews in the main event of NXT, I felt like it didn't fit. It didn't feel like NXT to me. It didn't feel like a big deal. And they tried. They tried very hard. So that's why I gave it a six. That's all. Yeah. And I think the NXT shows moving forward are going to start feeling bigger and bigger like they did, you know, two or three years ago. I think that we're getting past that 2.0 phase <laughs> and we're starting to see a little bit of a rise and we're going to start seeing some of these superstars get into their, you know, their form. Very quickly, I just want to point out, because you said something that jogged my memory, William Regal had made a comment about the whole, what NXT was, moving over to NXT 2.0, and then that whole thing. He had said, universally, everybody felt that after NXT Portland, they were like, we can't do any better than that. And then they started to realize, we had to go back down to, to zero again and start over. So, do you think that with this new crop of people that we will ever get to the heights of what NXT used to be? I don't think so. I think that there was such an indie influx of like superstars that had already built themselves. I mean, you get the the Coles, the Garganos, the Champas, the you know people who had already built themselves and had a fan base. Um, they were already you know established and kind of made it what it was. So I think it was you know that's why NXT was almost like an A brand for a while. And now it's back to developmental, as they say. So you know it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, moving on, though, we should get into the regular part of the show. As we start in the shine, always in the shine like Mandy Rose. Apparently, she can't make it a, a non, what do they call it, an NLP now or whatever the hell it's called, a, a premium live event or whatever. I don't know what the fuck it's called. But yeah, she'll, she, she'll be, she was there. She was in the background. She was in the background. But anyway, always in the shine because JC's not here. We'll do it for, uh, you know, for him. Uh, so I will let you go because you're way more positive than me. I will let you start the shine, TJ. So first match of SmackDown, Usos and Brawling Brutes. It was exactly what I expected. I think it was an outstanding match. Um, you know, you get two tag teams. Um, Butch, it took me a while. The entire match, I was trying to remember what Butch's name was before. Like, so now he's, you know, he's Butch in my mind and forever in my mind. Um, but he showed why he's a great superstar. Sheamus showed why he's great. And the Usos just showed why they're the Usos and they're the best tag team in the world right now. Uh, it was a great match and it was a great way to start the show. I tend to agree. I, I, I will say this much. I did feel like I said last week when they added Butch because Max out with the busted eardrum, it felt like less than. And I feel like, they, again, a similar situation theme here where I don't know if I'm even going to care about the tag team championships until WrestleMania. And I think that yeah. that's just me, but I feel like we're headed for a collision course with, you know, Sammy and KO, right? And then we get to do whatever we're going to do. Yeah, I mean, there was no doubt that the Usos were going to win, which, you know, is not fun in wrestling. You kind of want that, you know, that doubt in there. Um, but it was a good match overall. Moving on to something I enjoyed in the uh, the old, the, uh, the shine, I guess. I actually enjoyed, I cannot believe I'm saying this, but I enjoyed the Miz stuff. I, I enjoyed the Johnny Gargano stuff as well. And I know you're a big Johnny Gargano guy. You probably thought we were going to fight about this. <laughs> I did. But uh, Dex, here's, here's why I like it as a positive. 
and I'll say this much. And I'm trying to be nice because I, I know you're a big Johnny Gargano guy. He hammed it up a little too much. He's a little over actor, and that's okay. But what I that I thought was a positive was they were taking somebody that's a psychopath and making them a sympathetic character, giving them a little bit more three-dimensional. Kids might somehow gravitate towards Dexter Loomis in some bizarre way with the merchandise giving away and the thumbs up and the not talking. And I think with Johnny Gargano's overacting, with with him not being acting, you know, at all, I think there's a there's a there's a good time. And I think what I really wanted to say was the Miz did a great job. And I think that's what I really wanted to harp on was that the Miz will show his ass. The Miz will be the butt of the joke with the allowance and not having any money and I don't have liquid. And the whole thing, to me, I went, okay, double or nothing. I don't know if it's a cheeky reference to double or nothing AEW style or all in. And the whole, it felt like there was a little bit of a condescending tone with that. But again, a ladder match. Now, do we think the Miz is going to win? I don't think so. Probably not. But what I would love to see, and I'll, I'll, I, this was going to be one of my hopes, but again, to me, I don't think this is going to happen. It is Christmas time. Maybe just somehow there's like a Christmas Carol version of the Miz who becomes Scrooge, <laughs> realizes money and fame ain't everything, baby, and then maybe has a change of heart. Now, granted, I don't want to see a, a baby face Miz at all because he's just awful. He's awful as, as a baby, a baby face. face. But, you know, and so it's just it's just ridiculous. First off, I want to real quick. I want to give a shout out. Uh, what does it say? Loyal servant saying hello and fun podcast. Thank you very much for coming in and hanging out with us. We love you. Uh, our boy Dommy's here as well with the fire. Uh, but here's the thing, folks. Do you do you think the Miz can continue on this track? Is he going to continue with Jar? You know, is it going back to Dexter and Gargano? Is he done with them after this? What do you think, TJ? Because you're a big Gargano guy. I'm a big Gargano guy, and he hasn't wrestled the Miz yet, so we need to. I I feel like that's coming down the line, but I mean, we have to get Loomis has to get his money, and we have to get beat down Miz, and then we'll probably get there. Because that's I, what Johnny Gargano's about is his wrestling. Like the rest of him, I mean, he's a funny guy, but I mean, it was a little overacting. Like I will agree with that. And the, there was a time during that promo that I was like, "All right, land the plane." Like you know, you guys are. You guys are throwing t-shirts out like let's land the plane and get to where we're going and then the miz finally came out and tripped them I'm like okay now we're now we're here we can go it felt like it took forever i will say this much it it, it took forever and i think that's the problem with johnny gargano for me is again i can't complain about in the ring i just can't there's nothing wrong with him i still think his wife is a better worker than him but that's beside the point but what exactly what exactly can the Miz teach Johnny Gargano in terms of character and, and promo. I think they can learn a lot from each other, personally. I think Johnny can help Miz in the ring, and I think the Miz can help, you know, Johnny tone it back just a little bit. Because sometimes I'm watching him, and I'm just like, does he realize how off the wall he looks and sounds? Yeah, I can agree with you on that. There was He was a little over the top yesterday, so or Monday. I will agree with that. So... Do you think that there is, and again, the reason I'm asking this is because you're a giant Johnny Gargano guy. So far, are you impressed with what he's done on Raw? It's all right. I mean, I haven't been fully impressed with it, but he also hasn't really wrestled and shown us what he can do. Like, he's had a couple quick matches here and there, but um, your arm is out and it is crazy right now. I know I'm holding on to the thing. I'm just trying to see. I try to I try to fuck with my guests. With Ray, it was making faces. I just want to like lean on things and like fuck with people and see what's going on. Oh my goodness! Is it throwing like, you off? Is, is it throwing you off? Throwing me off. I was like, yeah. I was trying to figure out if your arm was broken or what was going on. I can just do some weird things to distract you. Yeah, no, it's fine. Sorry. <laughs> so so uh, so you don't love you don't love Johnny Gargano yet. That's okay. That's okay. I That's do love Johnny Gargano, but I think he's Ross got a lot version. more to show. Not. The Raw version has a lot more to show. Do you think he would be more suited on SmackDown? The wrestling favorite The wrestling show? show Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Johnny Wrestling. Johnny SmackDown, on. right? So, personally, I don't think he's going to get enough time if he goes to SmackDown, but I think the wrestling is better on SmackDown. So, I don't know. I, I think it's terrible, but there he is hamming it up every week. But, again, I, I try not. Do you think the way is coming? Do you think Johnny Gargano... I they're teasing it a lot. And I think I was waiting for Indy to come up this after, after deadline, but you know, we'll see. She is impressive. So impressive. impressive. That blew my fucking mind. It's cause I, I, I fast forward entrances, so I don't even give a shit anymore. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, so I'll let you go back to anything else in the shine that you enjoyed. I will let you lay out for that. Um, I enjoyed Akira Tozawa's return. 
I thought that that was great. Um, it reminded me of his cruiserweight classic stuff, and it reminded me why he was a great superstar. And he wasn't in his ninja attire; he was wrestling. He was doing a little hamming it up with uh, the street profits, so there was that. Um, but I, you know, he in the ring, he was showing us exactly why he was a cruiserweight champion, and what he's all about. I, I I agree with you 100%. And I thought as much as I, you know, hate, sit, and I don't want to, uh, you know, influence anybody else. Six women, six men, six interpersonal can't do it. Not for me. But when I saw the Street Profits promo backstage with Akira Tozawa, I went, I will entertain this. I will absolutely entertain this because watching Tozawa to me, I know the Street Profits are great. Like, that, they're great. But watching Tozawa basically be the star of that promo with those two, I, I, I was shocked. And then the match towards the end, because I, what I feel is the Dominic effect, right, against Judgment Day. People just want to see Dominic get his ass handed to him. So when Tazawa came through those ropes right before the ending and the crowd just came alive, I was like, holy shit, Akira Tazawa has the crowd in the palm of his hand. And all I could think about was, what did I just say? Tazawa has the crowd in the palm of his hand? Like yeah, I, the crowd was behind never, him 100%. That would have crazy. never in my mind come across based on what the 24-7 championship was. So it's partly Tazawa, but it's also the Dominic effect. I mean, this guy... For all intents and purpose, it was not fun for me to watch. And then just 180 into what I believe is just the, one of the best chicken shit heels I've seen in recent history. Yeah. And so I am curious to see where this goes, although I don't think Akira Tozawa and Dom will have a longstanding feud here. No, but, not at but all. I don't know where else they can go. But again, he was going to get my comeback because I thought it was so, so well done. But I, I'll be curious to see where he goes from here because I feel like He's a good plug and play. He's a he's a he's not a long term storytelling device. He's definitely the night of kind of guy. Yeah, he's definitely a filler guy, and you know it's a shame that they got rid of the cruiserweight title because he would have been you know a great person to be back in that. But it is what it is, right? It is what it is. I believe this might be your boy Aaron saying what's up. So I just want to make sure we tell you that to Aaron. So what up, Aaron? How you doing? So anyway, uh, moving on. I'm curious how you feel. I will. I will you know, bend the knee, so to speak, and say that AJ Styles and Gable, wrestling porn, that's in my shine. I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought the setup was wonderful, too, with the, you know, the milk and all that stuff, making fun of him, smelling like cottage cheese, the whole thing. It, uh, the only thing I'm curious about, TJ, and I'm, I, and you can probably set the record straight on this, because sometimes I go, you know, off on Planet Fafluga, but it felt like the Academy was taken seriously at one point, and now I feel like they're just clowns. And I don't know no, when I, that I fucking happened you. or if it – do you think it just randomly happened one day or – like I, I'm just confused because I felt like when they were champions against the Street Profits, that was some of their best shit. And now I feel like they're back to being bozos. I don't know. Yeah, I think Shush really brought them – I don't want to say bring them down, but I mean he still shines when he comes to the promo work. But I think you know he became kind of a funny heel at this point, and that's where they're at. But I thought the him you know, like him and AJ and backstage on the mic was great. And the match itself, like you said, it was wrestling porn. It was great. Uh, moving on. Do you have anything else you want to put in the shine? Um, I like the little tease with Alexa Bliss with uh, Sister Abigail after the, they were hugging it out. I thought that was good. So I am um, curious what you think about this because I'm wondering to see if they can hold off all the way to, to Royal Rumble. I don't think that's possible in our instant gratification society that we live in. I feel like this is going to happen on like New Year's or something. But yeah, I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later. It's going to be a Monday Night Raw match, but it's tough. I think, yeah, I mean, there's they're going to have to do another number one contender at that point to fill in for Royal Rumble because I don't think Alexa Bliss is the match. No, of course not. But the crowd seemed to be behind Bliss. They popped for her when she won. I, I saw your tweet because I wasn't watching it right away, uh, but you did say something along the lines of ah, the, 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 the match was meh, but the cool was the, the ending. And so that made me at least excited to see what happened. I am curious to see, does Bray Wyatt have power or Uncle Howdy or whoever has power over Bliss? Does that make Bliss back to the character she is? Is she a different version? Or is there going to be some meeting of the minds where they beat the shit out of each other somehow? I don't know. Like, it's just, I'm curious to see what happens with Bliss. And I haven't been curious about Bliss in a very long time. Yeah, there's definitely a little Dr. Jekyll and Mrs. Hyde thing going on there because she was, you know, let's hug it out. And then they flashed the little moth on the screen and then she did Sister Abigail and then she was kind of like, wait, what am I doing? And 
So it's, there's definitely some split personality going on there. Yeah, I'm, I'm just curious if she'll be aligned with him or if he's going to fuck her over because she fucked him over. So I don't know. It's very bizarre. Well, that's a two-year-long storytelling right there. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Who the hell knows? Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else that I really, really enjoyed. I'm trying to look at SmackDown. I will say this much. A very, very small bite of this that I enjoyed. So they talked about something where they were like, oh, my God, in SmackDown, we're going to go to the backstage where somebody got jumped in the parking lot. So immediately you see Legato Del Fantasma and you're like, oh, they're going to get jumped or somebody, they're going to jump somebody. And then the misdirection was Shotzi. And I was like, you know what? I fucking love that. I, it was so un I know it was so small and so stupid, but I love not knowing what happens. And I think that's the hardest part because we've seen so much wrestling, right? So you get to the point where like, okay, this guy's going to get up at nine and get into the ring. You know, this is a falsy. This isn't a finish. You know, you, you get accustomed to it. Like you're conditioned to it. But this for me was a nice little slice of like, oh, I didn't expect it. You know, and I, I want more promos like that, especially in the backstage outside in the parking lot. It just feels bigger, bigger universe. So I, I see, I had that in my heat. Really? I that, yes. I had that wow. in my heat because I thought it was completely random. Like it was the same thing. Like they had the Gato del Fantasma and I was waiting for them to get jumped by someone. And then all of a sudden, it's just Shotzi in the corner crying. Like, there was no one walking away. There was no, like, <laughs> there was nothing. It was, nobody saw her get attacked. And, like, I I don't know. I had a heat. That's fine. That's fine. I just, I, I'm just surprised. I'm surprised. I did not expect you to to enjoy that at all, I guess. But I, you, you really didn't. I guess I'm, I'm wrong about everything. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Is there anything else that's really shine worthy for you? Because we can get into heat if you'd like. Oh, that birthday cake looked really good, though. I kind of wanted a slice, but, you know. That was a triple-decker, unfortunately. It was, was a big cake. It was a big fucking cake. Um, let's move over. Let's get into the heat. Shh, let's get them off my TV, get everything off our TV. Uh, let's get right into the heat. I will go right to the top of SmackDown because I'm sure there's a lot on SmackDown that I could really piss through. Um, necessarily speaking, Ronda Rousey just ne needs to let Shayna talk all the time. That's what yeah. I'm concerned with. That. Ronda Rousey is the – she she might be very intelligent – uh, she might be great in the ring in certain aspects, but man, when she comes off on that screen, I just think to myself, now here's a bitch that just doesn't understand. Like she just doesn't get it. And at least Shayna understands how you command the room, how you try to be the butt of a joke or something. I don't know if like, I don't know if Ronda Rousey can be a butt of a joke. And I think that's one of the critiques I would have for her is, can she slip on a banana peel? Can she feel like she can be the butt of a joke? I don't know, but I know Shayna can. Yeah, when I saw your tweet about that, I was like, Shayna Baszler talking? Like, how could she be the, you know, the manager almost? And then I watched what you, I watched SmackDown. I was like, all right, I can see that. Like, I can agree with you on that. The one thing that really bothers me, and I'm sure we can talk about this too, I don't, I don't love the women's tag team division at all in, in the main roster. And I mean, I, maybe I could say NXT too. I feel like there's just not enough women's tag teams that I can be taken uh, well, seriously anyway. But then Liv and Tegan win, right? And then they automatically get a title shot. I don't understand that logic. They just became a tag team. Well, you know, you get a you get a tag team victory. You know, you're automatically the number one contenders because there's not a lot of contenders. So right. it just ma it makes sense. No, it like, doesn't make sense. It makes plenty of sense. No, it doesn't. Come on. No, you TJ, get one victory. TJ. You get one victory. You jump up to the top of the. No, standings. I can't. Look at like, that smile on your face. You don't even believe what the fuck you're saying right now. You don't believe it. You know that this tag team division is in shambles. It is. It's in shambles, and that's why you get one victory and you become the number one. Oh contender. my god, this bothers the fuck out of me. You have no idea. It, I'm it, just filling in for JC. I'm making sense no like, you're, you're not, not making, making sense you're trying I'm making plenty of sense no you're pick you're kissing up the jc because it involves tegan knox that's why you're kissing well tegan knox was my girl before he was jc's girl like let's be real all right i'm just saying you know you guys can fight over that all you want but it's just it's stupid um i am curious how you felt about and we can probably talk about this later too but the bloodline promo which makes me feel uneasy when jay was like Trim your beard, trim your hair. You get a big night ahead of you. I tend to feel like they're trying to make us feel uncomfortable and then they're not going to give us the turn. It's just going to, it's going to, we think it's something and it's not going to be something. Yeah. I think they want, they want us to have that misdirection that someone's going to turn and Sammy's not getting a haircut. Come on. Like, let's be real. But it reminded me of uh, Dan O'Brien when they told him to clean up for his, you know, championship, you know, 
press conference and he refused to do it. Like that's what, that's what this reminded me of. So are you going to feel very uncomfortable on Friday night or whenever you watch this and you're going to be like, Oh God, is this going to happen? Cause that's how I feel. Like they've got me invested emotionally about yeah, it. I, I think it's going to be uncomfortable. I think, you know, we're all going to think, well, something's going to happen and it's not going to happen. It's just going to be a big misdirection. I hope so. Because I think, I think if Sammy's going to be the guy in Montreal in February, that's a long ass time to be out or having a feud here without a match. So, but, but again, they do a great job with, you know, the whole bloodline thing for the most part has been a hit. I just, it's hard to top the t-shirt honorary Oost thing. And I feel like when the Sami Zayn turn happens, it has to be equal or greater. Otherwise it'll be less impressive because he is so over. He is the most over he has ever been. Ever. Yeah, but they could they could easily write him off on an injury and then bring him back for Montreal and he'll be still over because it's a return. Like anytime someone returns, it's you're you still gain that momentum. Do you think logically? Because this came into my brain, TJ. They are going to do something with him. They're going to turn on Sammy before the Royal Rumble, and I think strategically that keeps him out of the Royal Rumble. So you're not chanting for Sammy Zayn to win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I think that's, it's going to be before the Royal Rumble that they do something. So, okay. you know, whether it's this Friday and SmackDown or it's another SmackDown, it's going to, you know, burn him out before then. I don't know who we're getting, KO or Sheamus at Royal Rumble, but either way, that one's going to be a rough go for Roman Reigns. Those guys just, <laughs> they beat the shit out of people. So we'll see what happens. Um, moving on, I'm curious what you had in your heat if I didn't blow up most of your spots. You didn't. I only had one thing on the heat, like major heat, and that was Dom's acting. Um, when he got sprayed in the face, you know, with his whining, mommy, mommy. Like, I, someone on Twitter said it was the best acting they've ever seen. And I'm like, are you joking? Like, is this serious right now? Like, he was in there crying, getting his eye drops. Like, my two-year-old takes eye drops better than him. Jesus. <laughs> you don't like, so do you like Dominic or you just didn't like the performance? Uh, I didn't like the performance. I like Dominic as a heel. I think, you know, I'm. I'm with you where you're just waiting around someone to, you know, beat the shit out of him and it's going to happen eventually. Right. I assume his dad's going to beat the shit out of him, but the, you know, who the hell, who the hell knows? But no, Dom's going to beat Ray. He's going to put him over and he's going to retire. I don't think, I think Ray Mysterio has a lot left in the tank. No pun intended with the, the Mark Henry comment, but I, I, I think Ray Mysterio is one of those guys that can go forever. He could, but I think he's, I think he's at the point where he's ready to hang it up. And I think he wants his last match to be with Dom. So Never say never, right? Never say never. Uh, something that was a very big head-scratcher for me was the Legato del Fantasma versus the Vikings, and then the Hit Row comes out to what I assume nobody gives a shit about Hit Row now. I feel like it sucks. It is. It is. I wouldn't say you can't save it, because that's not fair. Well, we're but, just waiting on heel Hit Row. Like That's really what we're so waiting here's, on. So here's my logic, and I think I've said this before, but I, I am curious how you feel about this. They have to be heels first before they can be baby faces, I think, because then you're so cool that they have to cheer you versus right now. I feel like it's hard to get them to like them because, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just looking at it from a perspective of if I met these people, you know, not in a wrestling ring, but if I just met them top dollar seems like a prick, like when he talks, you know what I mean? He, he could be the nicest guy in the world. He could be a prick. It's hard to cheer a prick. Be fab. She's great. But again, has that era, the era or, or excuse me of, uh, just not being well-liked. And then Adonis, I could take it or leave. You know, I don't really care. He's the he's the guy that I don't expect anything from. So Swerve was the somebody that I could cheer for. And now they're, you know, they need to be heels. I don't know if they're going to be, but they need to be. They need to be. And now they're going to have a triple threat match on SmackDown that no one's really going to care about. And, you know, hopefully they don't have a triple threat women's match like you plugged on oh. Twitter. Because, you know, if that happens, I will be with you and just be like, no, absolutely not. When, you know, what bothered me was like, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, is Zelina Vega the veteran in that? If that's this three on three match, like, I, I, I mean, is Sarah Logan the veteran? Like, that's a scary fucking thought. That's a very scary thought. You know, because BFAB can't wrestle. She's had like two matches. So I just. It's weird, right? It's just weird. So I don't know. It's it's tough. It's very, very tough. Anything else in the heat? That's it for you? No, that's all I had. I mean, there's a couple things that are mediocre throughout those shows, but I mean, it wasn't anything heat worthy for me. Well, okay, here we go. I'm, I'm gonna sure you got a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna piss through things that bother the fuck out of me. Uh moving on. I, I didn't mind the gun the Gunther 
uh, contract signing with Ricochet, but we all know Gunther's going to win, so it's kind of just making up nonsense. And then we have a six-man tag, which the New Day came out, and I felt like the New Day overshadowed Ricochet because Ricochet doesn't really talk very well, but the New Day does a great job. And it's just, it was a good match, but of course Ricochet has to win because, you know, Imperium slips on a banana peel. Gunther has to face him next week. No big deal. Uh, moving on to other things. We'll go to Raw. Uh, Becky Lynch, all she did, it seemed, was attack at the beginning, and we didn't see her again. I don't know if Becky Lynch is going to have some type of team that she's going to go after Bailey and, and damage control with. I, it's, it's a very odd situation. I'm excited to see Becky and Bailey go at it. I think that'll be a cool program. But when damage control is involved, I feel like you can't just have one. You have to have all three. And I I, I feel like I want to see Bailey by herself every once in a while. Yeah, and I think that there was I agree with you because they're they've already done the three on three against damage control with Bianca getting her team. Like we don't need Becky to have her own team. I think Becky is, you know, she's the man, so she's kind of channeling that Stone Cold back from back in the day where Stone Cold took on the corporation on his own, I think she's going to take on damage control on her own, take them out one by one to get to Bailey. So no, so uh, she thought, doesn't need help. A thought crossed my mind though. If she does and Charlotte comes back and the two of them try to get the tag titles, that doesn't entice you at all. I think it's stupid and convoluted or no, I think it's stupid and convoluted. I think Charlotte's not coming back till the rumble. It just feels weird to me. It just feels weird that Charlotte is who Charlotte is. Like she's a big deal. And I don't know where you can shoehorn Charlotte in at this point. Like, I feel like there's, it, I feel like for Mania, it's too crowded already, but they have to make room for Charlotte. They have yeah. to. I was just watching WrestleMania from this year, and I you know, realized Charlotte hasn't been around since you know almost that time. Like When she dropped the title, she disappeared. It's been almost a year since Charlotte disappeared. I, I forgot who she faced at WrestleMania. Who did she Ronda drop? Rousey. Okay, there you go. So I, she didn't lose to her. She made Ronda No, she won. Out. That's right. And then she lost like the next month or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, now you're jogging my memory. Okay. There's so much wrestling. Uh, moving on to something else that I thought was kind of rough. Uh, it wasn't necessarily the match, but EO versus Candice. The audio problems with, with Bailey and the way they, they chucked it up. Commentary in general is just dog shit on Commentary on Raw is awful. I just, I love Kevin Patrick as a backstage interviewer. I think he's great. I think he brings a little bit of uh, authenticity to things. But when I got to hear that guy talk, it's like nobody lit a fuse under him. Nobody gives him any excitement. He is he is Mr. Mediocre for me. I And I know Corey's pulling teeth. He's doing the best he can with all of his nonsensical pop culture references and, you know, trying to make the audio work. They threw the audio guy under the bus. I just felt like that took away from the first half of the match. They come back from the break. Bailey's not even there. Uh, she's ringside. It just felt like a fucking mess. And then, of course, it took me away because I felt like Candice and EO did a decent enough job. But I'm kind of at a point with Candice where she's great. But I kind of want to see Indy in her because I feel like we need some real tag teams here. And I feel like that's what they're waiting on. They're waiting for real tag teams. It's weird. Yeah, and I think that they would be a great tag team to bring up and have, you know, in the tag team title picture. Um, poor Candice, though. She's so great in the ring. You you put her over earlier, but, you know, she still has not won a women's championship since she's been in the WWE umbrella. I, I tend to agree with you. I just, I don't, the character's not there yet. The no. crowd is definitely not behind her yet. And I think that's what they're waiting on. But I think... And I know this is going to upset you in some way because it's a Gargano dig, but I feel like they think that Gargano is trying to rub, you know, like get the, you know, the rub for a Dexter and that also Candace can get the rub from her husband and then eventually all these people are stars, which again, it's a great logic to have, but I don't know if the crowd is a fully behind Johnny Gargano yet either because he hasn't wrestled and I think that's where the crowd loves him. The, the yucking it up and the doing the, you know, the drawings and whatnot and throwing out money, that's great, but Johnny Gargano can't be Johnny Gargano unless he's in the ring. So right. I feel like everything is just waiting for Johnny Gargano to get over, and then he has to get everybody else over, which is not fair to him at all. No. So it, it's tough. I think that that's a tall task for a guy like that because he he got over for himself. The others, it's just tough. Like I think the way as a tag team would be great. A way as a faction would be great. But unless it's Johnny and Dexter as a tag team champions – and EO, not EO, excuse me, uh, Indy and uh, Candice's tag team, that'd be like a cool visual. But yeah, that's I don't know. not going to happen, though. Yeah, I just, it's tough. It's tough. And moving on to things that are very tough, listening and watching our Elias in general has always been tough for Ooh. me. 
uh, promo. I did love KO with the promo being appalled and shocked and then walking away and still not saying anything. Like, you, you, you know, and like getting upset about it. But then you have to watch an Elias match, which, again, not a big fan of. And I, no. I, I love Solo, but again, if Solo's supposed to be a, an enforcer, he should be able to put away Elias a lot quicker, in my opinion. Yeah, Elias is not good in the ring. Like, in, I mean, it was, I probably should have put that in heat as well, but it was just, it was so mediocre. I just didn't care about it. It's, it's tough to care about a lot of things. <laughs> Moving on to something that I think I want to bring up very quickly, because uh, we got to move this, you know, program along. But Seth Rollins versus Lashley, they made it feel big. It's for the United States number, number one contendership. But I will say the match was okay, but. I don't like how much Seth Rollins is using that spear pedigree thing. I don't I don't believe in it. I think it looks like shit. He can't hook the arms. He's just like jumping with the guy with his head like his dick on his head. It's it doesn't like make meteora. any It just doesn't make any goddamn sense. Like that's what put Bobby Lashley away. Get the fuck out of here. So I mean it put Roman Reigns away back in the day. So. Well, he you know put him away was his Adderall. That that you know that prescription <laughs> was the reason he lost the championship. So it is what it is. I'm not even going to touch the riddle thing. So it's you know, no, we're, we're, not, here. we're not talking about we're not Riddle, talking about Riddle. Uh, but that poor bastard, I don't know what the hell he's doing. Anyway, um, so they the the big the big thing here, TJ, Lashley is quote unquote fired. Obviously, oh. we don't believe that. But are you intrigued? Do you care? Do you think it's a nice vacation to we get to Brock Lesnar? What, what are your thoughts when you saw it? That was what I thought is it's just a vacation to get him to Brock Lesnar. Cause like you said, there's so much time in between now and the rumble and now in WrestleMania. Um, and I think this is going to be a, a Royal rumble match between the two of them. Cause it just makes sense to have a big match on the card. Um, but there's a long time between them. So have him suspended, have him, whatever Lesnar comes and makes his return. And then Bobby Lashley comes through the crowd and does whatever he needs to do. Now, let me ask you, out of the matches you've seen so far with Lesnar and Lashley, have you been impressed? Are you excited to see a third one? Do you think there needs to be a stipulation? Um, I agreed with what you said. I think it was last week where you're waiting for the third one to be the best one because the first one, the first couple ones were mediocre. They were all right, but they still like they left me wanting more. And I think the third, I mean, I hope the third one is the one that gives me. I I will say this much. Do you think, and I can hear, I can physically hear JC getting upset when I say this. Do you think it needs to be a cage or a fight pit or something because of both of their MMA backgrounds? No, absolutely okay. not. What I about a, what about a, just a straight up street brawl like fight? Does that does that make you excited for it, or do you think that's not that doesn't street really fight would be interesting? I mean, I I don't think Brock Lesnar needs gimmicks to make a match though. Like, I mean, the one SummerSlam match was the one gimmick that was fun, and you know, him with his little tractor made things interesting. But even then, I was like. Brock Lesnar doesn't need these things to go over, like, to, or to make a match. Okay, that's fair enough. All right, anyway, we should get hopeful. Let's turn this shit upside down. Uh, you're on my only hope. Would you like to go first? So I liked what you and JC talked about a couple weeks ago where you said there was going to be two WrestleMania main events with Roman Reigns. Um, so, I mean, obviously Cody Rhodes is going to be one of them. It just makes so much sense for him to do that. Um, after watching it and doing all the knocker nominations for the year, I have to think that Seth Rollins is going to get plugged in there somewhere too. And that would be my hope is that Seth Rollins gets rewarded for being, you know, basically the superstar of the year or superstar B next to Roman Reigns and gets his shot to main event WrestleMania again. Hmm. Very concise. Very easy to understand. Uh, my hope was just watching something last night that I absolutely want to see. Not just one match. I think this is a feud that I would believe over and over and over again. I think they're destined to do this forever, actually. Solo Sokoa versus KO, I think, could be an absolute crazy rivalry. I think they're both nuts. I think they're both insane. There could be kabooms. Obviously, he's going to lose to Roman Reigns. Uh, we're going to get the tag titles you know, from the Usos, I would assume, at WrestleMania. I think the next logical step would be, okay, he's faced Roman Reigns, the Usos. Then we get the Solo. I, I don't want them to just do one match. I think that is a great rivalry without a championship for KO because I feel like KO is a badass. I feel like Solo is a badass, and I feel like there'd be a great back and forth there. I would even go as far as seeing street fights, stipulation matches, something cool there. Even I would even go as far as seeing a best-of-seven series between these guys. I think, I think that if they don't make this a rivalry within the next couple of years, hopefully this year, that they are going to miss the boat because I don't think KO is going to be around forever, especially with double knee surgery a couple of years ago. 
But I think that this guy deserves a lot of spotlight. But Solo is so young and so special. When I watch the interaction between those two, I think that's magic and money. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and he can make and KO would make Solo look great. And that's really what you know they want to do is they want to make their next stars. And you know we always joke about jobbers to the stars, but you know KO is a great star and he's gonna make you know continue to make stars. And I think in that situation he can make Solo you know big. So what? So what? Do you think Solo is missing right now? Personality? I don't know. <laughs> There's a quiet. lot of people I there mean, that don't have personality, but he's whatever. The, he's the enforcer, so I mean, like he's he kind of you know sits back and is quiet for the moment, and that's what you know that's what he's doing. But I think you know once he starts channeling some of that USO personality, you know that uh, the USOs have because they have tons of personality. They have more than Roman Reigns. I mean, Roman Reigns. <laughs> It took Roman a long time to develop, let's be real. Like, he was very quiet and was not the, you know, he was the third wheel of the shield. He was the quiet one that couldn't talk, and now he's the number one guy, so. Fair assessment, fair assessment. All right, so we did our hope. Who is your comeback this week? I am absolutely interested. So my comeback goes to, it was 21 years ago, we saw a milk truck. and oh, Jesus. A, Yes, I'm going to go there. We did 21 years ago. We had a milk truck and we got it back for the birthday party this week. Um, my comeback goes to Kurt Angle and the milk truck. Kurt Angle went full 2001. He was wearing his jersey from the merch truck from 2001 that they had to blur out the back because it still said WWF. Um, you know, I, at first I was like, when they were throwing milk, I'm like, come on, you have to blow out the hose. Like, let's be real. Like, let's do this. And then finally he pulled the hose out and sprayed them. And Michael Cole was yelling about being lactose intolerant. And, it was great. Like it was great TV, and like you said, you know, like they made the Alpha Academy look like fools. So I, I always love a Kurt Angle instance. Obviously, the mail truck's fine, and it's good nostalgia. The one thing that I didn't understand was all of that to me could have been accomplished without Gable Stevenson, and I understand why they did it. I understand that they're really invested in this guy. Personally, you want to talk about somebody that doesn't have a personality? That is him. I look oh, at him and I think bad. I look at him and I think now there's a guy they want to succeed but when he interacted with Braun Strowman I go he's the third worst pro like there's three guys in this promo he's the he's the worst and Braun Strowman's in this promo and then he comes out and it's like he's an afterthought in, in the backstage promos but the other thing was like he was like oh I, you want me to help you Nah, I got this all by myself then he comes out on the milk truck and then they're just humming milk truck like it's just I feel like they're he trying. couldn't even throw the milk. He was, no. It was an awful throw. Yeah, it's just there's something so it's like here's here when I look at him, it's like they think he's going to be Brock Lesnar. They like they look at him and I think they think he's going to be Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar, but both of those guys are generational talents and hilarious in their own different ways. He to me, I feel like Gable Stevenson is closer to to Damon Kemp. Like they're just they like like. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see a yeah. personality. No, I mean, Kurt Angle is one of a kind. I mean, Brock Lesnar is one of a kind, and they got they got lightning in a bottle with both of them. Like, there's no way they'll be able to recreate that. And no. even with Gable Stevenson, it's definitely not happening. Like, I, it, he needs a lot of time at the PC if they want to get him to be the next Kurt Angle. And honestly, I, I would even go as far as, like, he's not even as good as Brutus from Creed. Like, I, to, I look at the Creed brothers, and I think, like, Gable Stevenson might be better in the ring. But entertainment-wise, I still think the Creed brothers are better than Gable Stevenson. Like, there are there are so many amateur wrestlers that they have that have to have personality. This guy does not have it. Not at all. And that scares the hell out of me because they're, they're ignoring it. That's like the biggest piece of the puzzle, in my opinion. But yeah, what, it is what it is. I was just thankful that Kurt Angle didn't have to angle slam someone through that cake because he looked old as hell. You know what's odd to me? It hurts my feelings. It's just like, I don't know where he deteriorated because when he was the GM, he was still looking good. And then like, he now he just looks working out. He, maybe he did. I don't know. But I just, I feel so bad because like that poor bastard's probably been through so much. <laughs> I was like, he cannot pick up Chad Gable. So don't <laughs> even try and put him through that case. Imagine if he picked up Otis, you would have probably had it hyperventilated. It would have been awful. Oh my God. He would be sweating more than Brock Lesnar trying to pick him up. Speaking of people who don't have personality, my comeback goes to, get this, drum roll please, for Guthrie, I'm going to give my comeback to one, one and only, Karrion Cross. That's right, folks. 
Karrion Cross wow. gets my comeback this week because this is the first time I was watching him and I went, hey, there's some decent acting. Like, I actually felt uncomfortable for something for once. I didn't, like, chuckle. Like, I, I, I did laugh when he was like, here's Scarlet. You know, she's from, like, Scandinavia. Whatever the fuck he said. I forget, Russia or something. He said something. And it was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll bite. And then, but then he got into the, the horse and, like, the stud and then, like, having to take it out and kill it. And Nate, you know, saying it to Ray and looking at the knee, didn't didn't even touch him, as if like, I could hurt you right now and kill you, but didn't, and didn't do it. So, I was impressed with how uncomfortable he made me feel as a viewer, and it was captivating. I at least I'm interested to see if Karrion Cross can actually work a WWE program with somebody like Rey Mysterio, because I think if you cannot do something well with Rey Mysterio, I don't believe you have the right to be on the roster. I think I think this is going to be an absolute case in point here. This is you can say whatever you want about McIntyre and Cross. That's a rough one. You can say whatever, but if Cross cannot have some magic with Rey Mysterio, in my opinion, he does not deserve to be where he is. I can agree with that, and I'm a Cross guy. So how are you a Cross guy? How? Explain like that Cross, to me. I like Cross when he was an Impact when he was right. But you like, uh, so let me ask you, honest to God, you have to be honest with me here, TJ. Bell rings, you're still excited? He's all right. No, he, no, I, that was hesitation. That was hesitation. Good. He's not good, but he's all right. He gets the job done. It's like saying Hulk Hogan. Everyone loved Hulk Hogan, but when the bell rang, like, he was meh. Like, he was no Bret Hart. But you got interested in what he was doing. Nobody's going to care about Karrion Cross. I don't care about him if he's going to kill Rey Mysterio. Like, I can't believe you said with a straight face. That you're a carrying cross guy. I, I, I cannot am. believe you. I have his action figure in my display case right now. Thank you very much. You know, I love you, but I also don't understand you. Like, I, I don't get it. Speaking I don't. I'm not I, understanding you. Two weeks ago or a week ago, you said that there's no tag teams in SmackDown. I made a list oh, of Jesus all the tag Christ. teams that were on SmackDown this week. We had Imperium, New Day, Legado del Fantasma, Viking Raiders, Uso, Brawling Brutes, and the Street Profits. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight tag teams for a division that you said had nothing. Can I ask you a question? After all those that you named, do you think any of them will dethrone the Usos? No. No. <laughs> so it doesn't matter how many you name TJ because nobody's going to dethrone them. And guess what? A makeshift tag team of best friends come WrestleMania season is going to beat them and negate everything the Usos did because they're not even a true tag team, apparently, if Sammy and KO win. That's right. That's how I feel. Not a real tag team. That's not what you said. You said there's no division. Like, there's a division. They there's a division don't. that nobody can do anything with. You can have you can have 400 tag teams. They're, they're fight, if they're there's fighting for nothing. There's a division right now that no one can do anything with. I agree. With. This is a tribal I, cuck. I agree the tribal cuck. Everything's cucked. It's just, it's it's just, it's, 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 instead of hot wifing, it's hot titling. It's just, that's what it is. You can look at it, but you can't touch it. It's the Nikki Bellas. It, it's just, it is what it is. I'm just upset. I'm just upset because... There is no reason to be a tag team. There isn't. There's no reason to be a tag team right now. No, there's so. not. I can agree with you. All right, good. Moving you know on to I the- also can agree with you what? on? It's time to go to tpublic.com slash jobberknocker and get all your merchandise before Christmas because if you order it by Wednesday, it'll arrive by Christmas. There you go. What a plug by TJ, who always works very hard. He's our merch guy doing all sorts of great stuff with tpublic.com slash jobberknocker. Get your tribal cuck shirt because apparently JC loves that one. If you want to insult me, buy a Nestle Curse t-shirt. I have yet to buy that one, but I probably shouldn't wear that There's around my There's also a regular Nestlemania shirt if you're a Nestlemania fan. That's true. I don't think anybody's going to buy that. I did, however, buy a great Nestlemania mug, which is a big hit in my family. I was so. say somebody bought a Nestlemania shirt because I was checking the sales today and there's one sold. So. Do you know what size? I don't know. It's I probably can, like I double XL, somebody that like probably actually loves me. It's fine. I have to buy a child's medium for myself. It's fine. Anyway, big old finish. We got a lot to talk about here. Uh, I'm going to start with, would you actually, you know what? You're the guest. I will let you pick. Would you like to talk about NXT first or would you like to talk about All Elite Wrestling? We will go with All Elite Wrestling because they have a big week coming. So winter is coming, everybody. So bundle up. It's going to be a big old ride. Uh, TJ, you're definitely more positive about AEW than I am most of the time. Uh, you, you know, from the forefront of when it started, you were definitely on the forefront there for the jobber knocker for a very long time. How do you feel that AEW is doing right now as a whole? Um, I don't get to watch as much as I want to because of work, but when I do watch it, I enjoy the wrestling. Um, the stories are kind of meh, but 
that's not what I watch AEW for. I watch it for the wrestling. So, so um, you're. So it, I have a question then. So you're okay with getting your stories in WWE and your wrestling in AEW? Absolutely. It's it's odd, but it's the same like when you when I used to watch New Japan. Like I didn't watch New Japan for the stories. I watched New Japan for the wrestling because one, I couldn't understand the stories for the life of me. So I let the wrestling tell the story. That's fair. I just I don't I I have a hard time tuning in to AEW, like I will always watch Dynamite. I refuse to watch Rampage now, I refuse. Absolutely, 100%, unequivocally, do not care about Rampage. You cannot make me care about Rampage. I don't care how great Orange Cassidy is. But Dynamite does this thing where it's like one or two things I wanna see and 400 fucking things I don't care about. And I feel like they're just parading out matches with nothing. Like I feel like, I, we, we didn't talk about Ring of Honor and we're not gonna talk about Ring of Honor because I just don't think it's worth our time. But the fact that there was a dog collar tag match that didn't get advertised until Wednesday fucking blew my mind. It fucking, especially with the Briscoes and FTR having what they've had already. To me, that felt like a slight to both teams, but that's just me. That's just well, me. You need a story to get to a dog collar match. You can't You just also throw need a dog television to get to yeah. that dog collar match, which they will never have. And if they said that Ring of Honor television is going to be behind a paywall, go fuck yourself. Because nobody's gonna Not care. Worth it. Nobody's gonna care. Because honestly, and I'll be I'll be completely honest with you, Ring of Honor's great. It was great anyway, right? But nobody's gonna pay forty dollars for pay per view, and nobody's gonna pay nine ninety nine for something like this anymore. Nobody is. Not one. You have AEW Dark and AEW Elevation. Put one of those and do a YouTube station or something. I don't know for for Ring of Honor. Do something. Something. Yeah, they need something. I mean, it used to be on Fight TV, and I would, like, even then, that was a stretch for me to watch, like, to go on there. But, you know, make put it on YouTube, put it on your YouTube channel or something like that, and make me watch it. Here's the thing that we'll say. If no actual TV channel, company, station, wanted Ring of Honor television on their roster, what does that tell you? It's a fucking flop. Nobody cares. Nobody fucking cares about it. Yeah. If it went away forever it wouldn't have any impact going forward. It sucks because people need places to work, but the truth of the matter is, I don't think it's gonna get back to where it was. And sometimes you just gotta call it what it is. It's a failure. Yeah, I can agree with you on that. It's just gonna, it should just disappear. It should just be like ECW and go on and be history. It's not even developmental. It should be, but it, I, they're not treating it enough. And if it's on AW television, the fact that Tony Khan came out and said, and I know we're off on a tangent, I'm sorry, but the fact that Tony Khan says all he does is limit Ring of Honor stuff on AEW to Jericho is a fucking crock of shit. Because if you watched on Wednesday last week before the pay-per-view, there was like 45 Ring of Honor things that were on there. It it was asinine to me. Absolutely Spoiler asinine. alert, it was a uh, nominee for the Get Him Off My TV award was AEW and Ring of Honor. So I Yeah, make sure you watch the Jobberknocker, uh, listen to us or do whatever. I don't know. It's just, it just bothers me. It just bothers me, TJ. But anyway, winter is coming. We're going to start over here. Uh, Of course, the Hass, the Hass, the House of Black, excuse me, I went off full JR there for a second, uh, returns in action. Do you care about House of Black? No, absolutely not. And I'm a Malachi Black guy, so. Malachi Black almost became a Nestle guy, and then I fucked him over. So I just, I'm just going to say, go. Go, Tony. You can do it. Uh, but no, the House of Black, I don't give a shit about. Now, if they become uh, Trios champions, do you care? Nope, because I don't care about the Trios championship. All right, moving on. Loving it. <laughs> All right, so moving on. Anything else? We've got Ruby Soho taking on Ty Mello. Do you care? Nope. No. Why do people watch this fucking program? <laughs> moving on. Best of seven series, the Elite down 2-1 to one against the Death Triangle, who are the champions. Again, do you care? It'll be a fun match. I mean, the they all have they have chemistry. That's why they're doing a the best of seven. So I mean, it's a little interesting. I'll watch it. You'll watch it, and it'll be fucking fantastic because it'll be a goddamn car wreck. But you know what? I I keep thinking to myself, eventually they're gonna run out of shit to do. Eventually, it's gonna be the same fucking stuff. It's gonna, if that hammer if that hammer comes back every match, I don't know. Like I don't know what they're gonna do. To keep my attention. There's a lo- there's enough superstars in there that can, you know, do things. I mean, I'm a big Penta guy, so Penta can really change it. And Kenny Omega is great. So, you know, they can keep it original for, was it, five more matches? Five? Oh, my God. There's five. No, they're, going full se- they're going full seven. Come on. All right. So but there's three done. So there's four left. Oh, four. I can do math. Yeah. Math is not easy. But, it, I mean, I'm not excited about it. And, again, to me, the biggest head scratcher here, TJ, is the main event. It is the winner-take-all 
MJF as the champion, taking on Ricky Starks, which again, I thought Starks had a career promo on Wednesday on Dynamite. I thought that was wonderful. The fact that he had, that Max laid out and let him talk his shit. I thought that was wonderful. Then the dick kick and the whole thing happened. But what I think is convoluted about AEW is the explanation. They're trying to shove so much into the show that they don't let stuff breathe. And I think for me, when I'm watching at home, I'm watching it as, yes, I'm a hardcore wrestling fan. I love wrestling, right? I'll tune in for pretty much anything. But when AEW loses me is when all I need is an explanation. Like the, what is it? The ring, right? So he, they have yeah. the battle royal, but Ricky Starks already has a number one contender spot. Why is he in that battle royal? He says he wants to take it, but then, in, you know, like last time in the battle royal, it was the two winners of the battle royal face each other next week for the championship. But he won the battle royal, and he has to face Max because Max wasn't in it. It's just—it's bizarre to me. I don't—I I feel like there's some convoluted things happening there. Yeah, it's—it's it's all over the place, but it, it should at least lead to a good match. Oh I mean, yeah, I we'll think see. it's gonna be fine. But the thing is—is is you know, for somebody to come out and say you're not gonna see me wrestle on free TV, and then he's wrestling on free TV like three weeks later, it doesn't make any sense to me. It, it, Who says it, he's not going to just walk out of the rat match and just walk away? That's fair. Maybe he does do that. But the next, what, what is the next or one? No show. Is it Revolution? Is the next one? Yeah, I think so. In February or something like that. So maybe, maybe somebody gives a shit. But I don't know. I have no fucking clue. But anyway, that's pretty much everything that's advertised. They do a decent enough job advertising. Unfortunately, NXT doesn't have anything up for us to see. Uh, I did see something along the lines of the Vaughn Wagon. Uh, wrestling Odyssey Jones. Are you excited for these two big motherfuckers going at each other? Not really. I mean, I haven't really, I've, you know, I'm just diving back into NXT. So I, I might be Mr. NXT, but some of these guys are still new to me. So Odyssey Jones is new to me, but he's got a lot of character. So I'm interested to see him in the ring. Um, the Von Wagon, I can't get behind. <sighs> and I. <laughs> how do you not, how, how do you not, like, this, this is upsets me. How I think do you it's because you like him, how do you so not I just see have it? to disagree Is that you. what it is? Is it because I like him? Yeah, I got to disagree with you. So You're a terrible friend. You're a terrible I am friend. a terrible friend. I'm a horrible you're, you're, friend. You're rooting against somebody because I like them. Well, does, isn't that what JC does? Like, well, yeah, but it, he's a terrible really, human in general. I JC expect is more a out saint. Of you. He is oh, a saint. Here it is. Here's the, you know, your your nose is a little uh, a little brown there. I think you're uh, kissing up to him a little too much. Just saying. I don't know. I think I've made more t-shirts for you. So, I mean, if I'm kissing up to anybody, it would be you. But so. mine don't sell. It's probably <laughs> do. You know, it's fine. It is it is what it is. Um, okay. So, I think I think there's something else going on with some women's wrestling there, too. But nobody does anything. It seems like the New Day is going to celebrate. It, they Again, I, it's bizarre to me that NXT doesn't do a good enough job advertising what's going on. It is obviously aftermath after everything. But... Yeah, I think that they're just going to do a little aftermath. I think the New Day are going to celebrate in the main event, and we'll see, hopefully, best of seven series between the those tag teams because I would could watch it over and over again. I, I tend to agree. It's uh, it's it, it makes me tune in for, uh, you know, Tuesday nights, which I think is uh, pretty decent. So maybe they're the brand of the year. We're going to have to watch the Knocker Awards and see who wins brand of the year. Yeah. All right. On that note, do you have anything else, or would you like to wrap this shit up? We can wrap this shit up. All right, cool. TJ, thank you for being part of this program and stepping in for JC. I really appreciate it. And we will be back next week with more Jobber Knockery.